And now, from the beautiful hills of Northwest Georgia, it's Chatsworth's finest podcast, Moon Eye Music Hour, with your host, Jake Sane. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Moon Eye Music Hour. Thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'm super excited about tonight's episode. Uh, I have got one of my current favorite bands in-house this evening, the lovely Mailboxes. How are you this today? How are you this evening, this morning, whenever you're listening to this podcast? Hi. Hi. <laughs> We're doing well. It's the weekend. It's Labor Day weekend for us, so it's a long weekend. That is true. It's going to be great. It is. Um, I'm off Monday, Same. which is good. Good. Good deal. Um, the mailboxes are Jillian and Logan Ivy. That's true. That's us. And uh, they are not brother and sister. They are actually a married couple. Is that correct? Yeah, we're a power couple. Power couple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh, like those celebrity couples that uh, you guys need like to to mash up your names yeah. to take it to the next level. We're Is it going to be Lil- Jogan or Lillian? Lillian. Or Jalogan. Or Jalogan. Something. Either... I don't, I, you could just call us Ivy or the Mailbox. <laughs> so we have a band name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you guys are from. You say? Do you say Chattanooga or Cleveland? We tell everyone we're from Chattanooga, yeah. Tennessee, but we are actually from Cleveland, Tennessee. Yeah. Because if we tell people when we tour and travel across the country we're from Cleveland, they automatically assume we're from Ohio. Right. Yeah. I can get that. We actually get emails for booking in Ohio all the time. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, you want to play with us in Cleveland? I'm like, sure, where? We're also <laughs> just under the assumption that eventually Chattanooga will swallow us up into its greater metropolitan area. It probably so. will. Um mm-hmm. With with us here being in the middle of kind of well, not really in the middle. We're closer to Chattanooga, but uh, I don't know if Chattanooga or Atlanta will will swallow us up first. Hopefully, mm-hmm. I would prefer Chattanooga because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hate Atlanta. I lived there for a while and and uh, was really glad to be out. Oh, it's the worst driving. It's terrible. <laughs> and here's the thing: I, I was I worked for FedEx, so that's all I did was oh shoot, I drove to work to get in a truck to drive for work oh, and then drove no. out of it and it was all day and it I can you can kind of see how people go crazy and want to like <laughs> jump out of the car and strangle people so oh, yeah. but I, I didn't you know I was good friendly. job I was <laughs> very proud yeah, of you I had you made a, it out I did I made it out and never looked back I mean you know it's it's I've got to go down there next week for work so Chattanooga um, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. I gotta oh. go to, I've got to go to Atlanta for work for a few days so yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's good to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there anymore. So, mm-hmm. so Chattanooga. Now, are you are you guys born and raised Tennesseans? Um, I'm raised Tennessee. Logan's born and raised Tennessee. I'm yeah. fr- I was born in Florida, but I've been in Tennessee since I was seven. So, oh well, you might as well say might as well born. Yeah, yeah. seven is when you're born, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah, I think so. Could be. It, it was uh, it was really funny, like hiking. Because people were like, where are your southern accents? You're from Tennessee. Like, what's the deal? It's like, yeah. there's a lot of and people ours are in pretty, Tennessee. I guess it's pretty mild. I think I talk kind of slow. But for the most part, they're, yeah, they're not as pre- present there. So we're trying to figure out why that is. That That is true. And, you know, I, I feel like I'm kind of the same way. And I, I attribute mine to, I did a lot of um, theater in high school. And so you do those vocal exercises, and because you, you don't want to get up 
doing Shakespeare, you know, with a hayseed accent, you know. So you do you do exercise, and eventually it just kind of. Um, I mean, I don't. If I had one before, then you know, after high school and, and all the theater and stuff, it kind of wore off. But, out, I mean, yeah. that's that's my excuse anyway i don't know mm-hmm. i think yeah it's being in school with a lot of kids from a lot of places because a lot of people move to tennessee from outside of the south so depending on what area you're in and you know my you know i, I think your family has a lot to, oh, like I, my true. mom and dad never really had like real bad southern accents i mean you know they yeah but i, I have i have uncles and cousins who are like well, uh, it sounds backwards. You Logan's know, but... dad is actually from Miami, he's from, and he's developed the yeah. strongest Southern accent he, I know. He acquiesces. He acquiesced to Tennessee accent. He was city but boy. I'm a similar way. I think I would be. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's. I guess he hangs out with people with Southern accents. Yeah. Probably. I think I had. Um, I had. I had a boyfriend in college who had more of a Southern accent and then he would exaggerate his accent as a joke and I would do it. And then I think I started developing an accent at that time. Mm. That was the closest I got. So, and I know I hate having to ask some of these questions, um, but for people that haven't heard of you guys, I mean, I've listened to some of your other podcast interviews and stuff. Um, and so I, I know the answers to some of these questions, but somebody listening may not. So, you guys met in college, right? Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to college at that time? Uh, it would have been right when I was getting out of college. So Logan and I, dropping I always out of college. tell everyone that Logan and I lived down the street from each other our whole lives and did not become friends. Like even went to the same college at the same time and didn't meet till after yeah. he was out of that school, but he was hanging around it. So I went to Lee University college and i went to cleveland high and he went to walker valley so we missed each other in high school apparently we met at some point that i don't remember that logan remembers but we were not in the same circles until i was like 21 2021 the first time we technically met we were both watching the first iron man that came out Mm -hmm. in the same theater yeah and she gave me cookies afterwards, but she doesn't remember. remember. Well, he this. was with my friends that I knew from like <laughs> church camp. Like, yeah. like I don't, oh, like they were friends that I grew up with going to church camp every year that I remember seeing them, but I don't remember meeting you. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're very vocal whenever mm-hmm. you met me. Like, hi, I'm Logan. Shook my hand, looked me in the eye. I don't think that's the kind of person you are. <laughs> he was probably like standing with them. Yeah, yeah. And probably didn't like, you know, did you think you introduced yourself to me? Um, I don't remember that detail. It was very quick. Yeah. If anything, I can sort of remember it, but we did not become friends till college years. Yeah. And then he it was through music though. We, we played yeah. a Christmas event. We played a Christmas event and then Julian started hanging out more. With those then, same like friends that I knew from church camp growing up. Cause they were like in the same area, yeah. college age. And like one of my closest friends was hanging out with them. So I started hanging out in his friend group. Yeah, and, then, and she would like, she brought her computer over one day and was like showing me video of her playing uh, her songs at, at Lee. And mm-hmm. I was like, do you want to play with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I asked him to play bass. He played <laughs> bass at the time. That's how I met him. He was bass player. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. he also did like heavy metal vocals too, but yeah, I wasn't right. as aware of that right. because we met through playing music together. Yeah. And then he played with me and our other friend um, who was in the same friend group was playing drums with me and my new roommate from college. So it was like the first time, well, maybe not the first time, but one of the first lineups of the mailboxes because I've been playing as the mailboxes since I was 18. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. And so that's what been how many? Ten, ten years. years. Wow. Yeah, but it was like high, end of high school, and then into college, it was mostly just playing in school. Right. You know, just being being a college band, playing mm-hmm. at all the events, and it was really fun. You get mm-hmm. to be like a big fish in a small fa- pond, mm. a small fond, <laughs> a small fond pond of your music. And um, yeah, so I met Logan through that and we started dating. Yeah, I started playing for and realized how good of a musician she was and realized that I don't think she realized how good of a musician she was initially. And so I was like kind of faking it. For a long time, because I was like, I don't understand the he chord. He was new to bass. The chord at the changes time. she's doing and stuff right. like that. They were just like over my head. And I wasn't a very good, like, I hadn't really been in bands growing up. So, like, maybe church bands, but I don't think I was a very good, like, teacher or, like, band leader at yeah. the time. Yeah. It was my first time trying to, like, tell people to do it. I'm just like, just play with me. Yeah. <laughs> and not realizing struggling. the songs weren't like. <laughs> They're not. They're not like super simple all the yeah, time. The older, right. The older stuff specifically yeah. is more like classically uh, <clears throat> driven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm a I'm a bass player too, and so when I listen to your stuff, you know, I you know I'm like trying to in my head I'm like I've, I I kind of feel the same way. It's like man, I would I don't know, you know. I would have to really work yeah. at some of these. He quit the band a few she times playing bass lo- for me. She plays low, too. Well, because so. I'm, I'm a pianist, and yeah. so I can do the bass with my right. left hand. Right. And so Logan would be like, why am I playing? And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, because bass players yeah. are in bands. And so he started doing more. He like started another heavy metal band, and so we were both lead singers or lead vocalists yeah. in our own bands. And that was fine. Uh, like We were doing our own thing separately for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then when I started touring after college, it's kind of when we were like, oh, like, let's join forces. Mm-hmm. We miss each other. Logan really wanted to learn drums. So he taught himself how to play drums mm-hmm. and joined that way. And yeah. then I really like having a drummer. It's yeah. really awesome. Of course. And Logan yeah. does a great job, like, actually listening and writing unique parts mm-hmm. that oh, yeah, are, yeah. are fit- fitting. Um, this last album was the first record that he played drums on because I had made a record yeah, at the end of right. college and made one right after college. And then this one was like our duo couple mm-hmm. made the record together. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like you said, you know, Logan, um, putting some interesting parts into the songs, you know, that's something that I notice, and we'll, we'll get into to some of that a little bit later, but I do hear, you know, I pay attention to those things mm-hmm. where, uh, I think less is more a lot of times, yeah. and uh, that's what makes um, that that record. And by the way, the, the record, the new record is called Inside Outside. For those that are listening, and it is available in uh, pretty much everywhere. Just go and buy it everywhere, everywhere. on the internet. You can buy a physical copy. You can get it on your phone. You can download it on your phone. Computers. Yep. Um, Blackberries. If you still have one of those, I don't know. Um, but yeah, just like, uh, uh, what is the song that I'm, maybe it's Like You Too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that is that the one where you do some rim shots? Yeah. I think, just yeah. on the, mm-hmm. on the outside. You know, so I was like, man, that's perfect. Oh you know, yeah, just I do love thing, just, that part. Just little things like that. And I'm like, yeah. it fits so well, job. you know? Yeah. It, and, uh, it was like really important to me. Um when I transitioned, I had been playing music for X amount of years by that time. 
I don't think I was like great, but I also realized what makes someone great isn't like shredding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I started noticing that like a lot of the times, and th- this isn't the case all the time, but I would say a lot of the times like people play too much and it's kind of like an immature. I'm the same way. My older music is very busy. Kind of musician. Mm-hmm. And. And you eventually chill out. And I think a lot of it has to do with like security and what you're playing being enough. Right. Um, and just like recognizing the smaller details as opposed to like how many notes can I fit in yes. this small amount of space all the time. I agree. Yeah. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I find it's, um, you know, some of my favorite bass players are just, are you know, they're not people that can do all this crazy slap right. stuff. You know, yeah. it's not. You know, I love Joe Joe Dart from uh, Wolfpack. Is a mm-hmm. you know, he's a great he's bass good. player, he's and so I, I love watching him and listening to him. But then, you know, he's probably you know fourth or fifth on my list because I uh, I prefer those guys that can really sit in the pocket really well and mm. like get with the drummer and like yeah, wow, you know, they're interlocked. That For kind sure. of stuff really turns me on. You know, yeah. so that's what I like, and 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 I hear a lot of that yeah. in your music. So, and I think like earlier on too, I was filling in the spaces because I was songwriting for myself only. And whenever you realize there's more instruments that could come in, you don't want to take up all the space. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then the new record is very, there's some, some spaciness to it mm-hmm. and some, some very uh, kind of, I think the word ethereals overused oh, yeah. sometimes, but uh, you know, it's very, there's some, some, some parts in there that um, it's kind of hard to explain. Just some, I'm not, I don't mess around with keyboards. I'm not, I'm not, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know the lingo and stuff, but there's, you know, there's layers. I I noticed some layers and stuff where you're putting stuff in the background that's kind of fuzzing around and stuff. And it's like, it's just beautiful. So yeah, the first song on the record really, all I know really like does that a lot. And it became our favorite song. It was just like, oh, this little intro song will do. And then it was so simple. We were able to just add all these really lovely layers and we're like, wow, this is our favorite song now. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was, yeah, we were able to, add all these things that really gave it um a nice feel i don't know i'm also losing words right now for what we're both talking about i think yeah i do it ethereal all the time. is similar but not the exact word Logan. i think it just creates like an environment or a mood yeah um yeah it does and you know um i mentioned uh like you two earlier that's my favorite song off the mm. record just yeah, that- the music and the lyrics and everything are great thank you um I really dig it, and um, you know, I, I like the 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 kind of story about it. It's kind of a, um, to me anyway, what I get from it is it's kind of a reflective type thing mm-hmm. where you you can look back and think of all the dumb stuff that you did to try to fit in when you were mm-hmm. you know in middle school and high school, and um, you know do this stuff and they'll like you and, and, and maybe you'll, maybe then if they like you, you'll like yourself. And I, I get that. I think that's universal. You know, mm-hmm. I think everybody goes to that for the most part, you know? Yeah. So that's something that I really dig about that song. And the rest of the album's great too, but that song, for some reason, I just keep going back to it and listen to it over and over. I am very happy with that song too. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the songwriting. I love how the instrumentation turned out on the guitar and the drums. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'm not, I'm moving more into playing guitar than in the past. And so it's very exciting to me to be moving in and like creating things on that instrument that I'm excited about. 
and that feel good. And that song really resonates with me. I'm definitely a people pleaser. And I think I was processing that. Like, why am I a people pleaser? Like, what, what are some of the decisions I might have made in life based off of, you know, wanting other people to like me instead of thinking about what I like about myself? Right. Yeah. And I think the first step to, you know, recovering from anything is understanding what's happening and admitting that it's happening. Yeah. And I think this year, through a lot of the processing of the album, and just in general, every time I write songs, it kind of helps me process things. Uh, I'm able to grow in that area. And I felt like this year has been a lot more about um, learning about myself, finding confidence in who I am, and not leaning as much on um, maybe what other people want to say about me mm-hmm. and knowing what I want to say about me or know who I want to be. Yeah. And so I've been really proud of that this year. It's cool to see, like, I don't know. Your songs are like, for me as a songwriter, it's like your diary, it's your processing Mm -hmm. and then seeing how you can grow from that. Mm -hmm. is really cool. And then other people can, uh, felt heard or felt like they can process it too. Cause that's what music is for me. Like I hear a band and they're processing something. I'm like, Oh, that gives me space to do that as well. So it's cool that other people can do that with my music. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, um, you know, uh, do you look back on some of your like your older stuff? Like you guys, well, the first record, your first record was twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So, do you, you ever look back on some of those songs and 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 realize that you've you're a different person than than what was written then? Like you've you've learned. Like you listen to a song and go, oh, uh, I remember what was going on there, and mm-hmm. and it's 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 kind of like a like a, a snapshot in time, you know, that you can put up on the wall and go, I'm not, I'm I'm better now, or I'm worse now, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or I think differently now, yeah. or I have a different perspective now, for sure. And I love it's cool because it's like not only that, it's almost like it's almost like nostalgia too, because it not only tells you the story or takes you back to that time, but it gives you a mood in like musical form. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, it is really cool. I like that. I I have no, like, I know a lot of people or not a lot of people, but I've heard of people that are like, Oh, I hate so embarrassing listening to my older music, but I don't feel that way at all. Mm -hmm. Like if anything, I just feel more understanding of myself and I'm like, wow, I'm so proud of you. Like little or Jillian <laughs> for like chasing your dreams and like processing your feelings yeah, yeah. and like singing your heart out, even though you didn't know what you were doing and you still don't know what you're doing, but you know, you're learning more and more every time. Yeah. And yeah, I have a lot of love for all my music and, um, it is cool to feel differently or to feel the same sometimes yeah. or to be able to reenter, a feeling that you don't normally feel. Yeah. It almost, I feel like, uh, like past feelings are almost like just tools for future empathy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. even though I might not feel the same way, someone else might feel a certain way. And I'm like, well, I understand that because mm-hmm. I went through a similar thing. Yeah. Kind of leads to the song, my space where you're, you know, you're talking about, I get that, you know, going back for people that don't know my is. Uh, it's bas- I don't want to generalize or anything, but it's basically going back to to an old 
old home of yours yeah. uh, that I think your parents were selling, right? Or moving out of somebody Yeah, was. it was like, it's like my childhood home, the one I grew up in the most. And I'm a super nostalgic person, but I don't always remember that. Mm-hmm. And so my parents were selling the house and my mom was like, don't you want to come say goodbye to the house? And I was like, no, I don't care. <laughs> it's a house. It's fine. And she's like, well, we have some things of yours you need to come get. So I came back. And of course, like I walked to the house and I was just like, oh, everything that has happened here and like everything that I've been through. And it was like at a tumultuous time in my life in general and in relationship with my family and just realizing like what a house represents is that togetherness. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't even understand that at the time, but I just immediately like was weeping when I left and it just represented like the end of an era you know, for our family in general and not yeah. knowing, not, and also the end of like feeling like I had a home because I hadn't necessarily found a place that I felt like was a new home yet. Right. Um, which is interesting to realize, like you don't realize you have a space like that till it's gone. Mm-hmm. And That's so true. it was just very much like this song came out very quickly, totally crying the whole time mm-hmm. and being like, why am I so upset about this and not even understanding it? at the point of writing it and then later on being able to take that and then process it through like finishing the song and understanding what I was going through. And that's really cool is that sometimes I feel like even lyrics or songs come out of you before you even know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's just like, you like, it's like saying a thing and then you're like, Oh, that's something I think. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I thought, or this is something I feel that I didn't realize I felt, um, but it's really cool. My niece actually lived in that house too. We all lived like a lot of my family members moved in and out of that house. And I lived there at the same time when she was very little and she's like nine years old now. And she came yeah. to like our release show this year and she loves our album and like has merch and was so pumped to come to our show. And she's like, my space is my favorite because it's about our house. <laughs> yeah. And it's just really cool yeah. that, I don't know. I just find that really fun mm-hmm. and that she can connect to that and to, have like that memory of all of us together. Yeah. I think that that's a, been a great thing about Jillian's lyrics in general is that they're, they're fairly literal. Um, you know, I'm looking at my notes. I have writing technique dash literal. Yeah. Yeah. I swear I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I mean, there's splashes of things that aren't, but for the most part, they are very literal. Mm -hmm. And that I think is is very helpful in connecting to a larger group of people because right, yeah. a lot of the times like uh, you can get lost in the the metaphor world and yeah you you don't have sometimes to sometimes poetry simple yeah. yeah I mean you don't have to be Jeff Tweedy <laughs> you yeah. know and uh, even though I love Jeff Tweedy you know it's like I don't have I have no clue what he's singing about you know? yeah I, I don't you know that makes it hard yeah and guessing doesn't always feel like solid. Yeah, and, yeah, but that's one thing that hits me when I listen to you guys. It's like, there's really no ambiguity. It's like, you know, I pretty much know what you're talking about, and and it's and it's, like I said, it's it's relatable and universal. You know, mm-hmm. these emotions and feelings and stuff that you have, whether it be love or or reminiscing about, you know. I, I would totally, you know, if my mom and dad say, hey, we're moving, I would be like, they probably wouldn't even ask me if I wanted to come and say goodbye to the house. I'd be like, wait a second, let me come over there and walk through it mm-hmm. one more time because, you know, so much stuff happened there, you know, and it's like, I, I get that, you know, and I think yeah. a lot of people can. So, um, 
So you guys um, recently hiked some of the AT, right? We tried yeah. to hike the whole thing. Right. Yeah. We're tried. so close. Yeah. <laughs> but so far at the same time. <laughs> oh. Where, where where and when did you guys start? We started on the AT? like the first or second week of March. I started the second week of March um, at Springer Mountain. Springer Mountain. Right. Actually, well, we did Georgia. the approach trail, so we did Amicola Falls. Okay. And yeah, we then, climbed up all these stairs, and then it says, welcome to the AT, and I'm like, Logan, this isn't even the AT yet? He goes, no. I, like, I said, why did we do that? He goes, because it's fun. I was like, was it trail. fun? I think it's <laughs> like, a necessary I'm sweating. Part. I'm tired. They're, they're trying to make that the, the official start in a lot of ways. It is pretty fun to climb up a million stairs. Springer Mountain, um, there's not like a strong road to get to it. Right. And they're trying to keep the traffic and erosion down to a minimum. Well, so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. Amicola Falls is a state park. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a little easier to set up and then approach it from there. And then there's less foot traffic and then yeah. you're damaging the environment. Right, less, right. So. But yeah, we hiked the AT as like a tour because we, mm-hmm. we started hiking last year and uh, Logan had broken his arms a couple years ago and while he was recovering... Right. He was really excited about the idea of hiking because he's like, well, my legs work fine. Yeah. And uh, so it was kind of his, like, as he healed his arms, his goal was to, like, hike a trail and mm. do, like, a race. He did, like, a yeah, ultra marathon that year. And so I hiked with him on the JMT in California. And while we were doing that, we were planning the record. While we were planning the hike, we were planning the record. And I was like, what if we did both? Like, what if we could hike and tour? And so that just sprouted the idea and... And for some reason, I was like, and we should wear all lavender. Yeah. And so we literally had to make all of our own lavender gear. Well, Logan mostly. I helped yeah. a little bit. And he like learned how to sew like backpacks and rain jackets and like fleeces. And mm-hmm. we dyed a lot of things. And I wondered about that because I was like, there's no way there's this much lavender stuff just no. out. Oh, no. And that's what made it really fun yeah. is just knowing that people would be like, how did yeah. you find this? <laughs> yeah. Especially not for men. Too. Yeah. Right. It's, it's really like hard. Next level. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it was just really exciting idea. It, you know, came from the universe uh, inspiration. And then uh, so we we like made our record. And we did like a big Chattanooga release show and then we left for the trail and mm. we brought like this little plastic Kali ukulele that's like for like kids mm-hmm. slash outdoors yeah. and water called a waterman and it was clear. So yeah. we couldn't find a lavender one, but it was, yeah. it blended in. Good and then <laughs> the day before we left, I was like, I think Logan needs a xylophone and I don't know. It was the best thing that ever happened, <laughs> but the worst thing for Logan at the time like had to go out to all these stores so. and I found this broken little xylophone. I had to like put back together and paint lavender Yeah, and he had to learn all these xylophones all the songs, yeah. like during hiking. So it would be like, Oh wow. Hike 10 miles, take a break, learn how to play a song. And Logan's a drummer, so he doesn't have to deal with notes. So he's having to learn how right. to like yeah. what the notes are for everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it added so much. I'm so glad we did it. Yeah. So you would just, uh, you say it was a, as a hike slash tour. So you were playing just like campfire gigs or were, were you yeah, like stopping? Everywhere. Like yeah. the AT is such a fun trail. It's not like a, it's not outdoors hiking. It is, but it's really hard. So it's not, it's a physical challenge, but it's also a party. Yeah. So everyone hiking There's so it, many people on there's it. There's so, so many, many people, people yeah. especially depending on what time of year you yeah. go. Yeah. And there, a lot of them are there to party and hang out yeah. and 
be friends and everyone's so friendly. Hiking community in general is it's just the best. It's just yeah. a, such a fun crew. Yeah. And we are part of that. It's so great <laughs> to be a part of that. And, um, so we would just hike and the first night we did it at a shelter. So there's shelters on the AT where most people mm-hmm. stay at. Yeah. And there's, there's so many people. There and t- I didn't play. Logan didn't even play because it was the first day. He didn't even know like, his xylophone I parts. I don't want to do He's tired. This. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, there's so many people here. Like, we have to do it. It's the first day. So, like, I, I'm in all lavender. And so, obviously, something's up. Yeah. And people are asking us. And I'm like, oh, Take we're it, on tour. They start taking pictures. And then they're like, oh, are you going to play a song for us? And so, once they ask, of course, I'm going to. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I, w- I, w- I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. But they asked me. And I was like, okay. So, I played them a few songs. And then, immediately, like, all those people that were there spread the word. So, like, everyone's hiking at their own paces and passing different yeah. people. And going different directions, and they're like, "Have you heard of the purple people?" That's what they started that, calling us. That's that's your trail name, right? That's our trail name, yeah. and so you, you're collectively a collective yeah. duo. Yeah. That's our yeah. We had that for a while, and so three days in, people are like, "You're the purple people." Yeah, yeah. and there so we just so got crazy. a name for ourselves within like a couple <laughs> days, and then it was so fun. It's great. And so like seeing people get really excited about our outfits, and then get really excited about the music. It was just mm-hmm. like I. It's so hard as a band in the internet age when you don't have like a label or a manager or like a bunch of money mm-hmm. or whatever to like get your music out there. Yep. And so for me, I was just like, what's like the most fun way I can do something that I'm excited about that other people might get excited about and I can share all this hard work I've done and, you know, get my music into the ears of new people. And what are we excited about? We're excited about hiking. Mm-hmm. We're excited about like art and color and doing you know fun things and so i think when you're really excited about an idea like obviously there were haters or people that thought it was silly but we were having the time of our lives we weren't worried about what people thought because we were loving it and so other people even if like lavender wasn't their favorite color or our music wasn't their favorite music it was just like they were maybe they just loved hiking or maybe yeah. they just thought wow like these people are going for their dreams yeah. i want to go for my dream going hard. and yeah. so <laughs> yeah we would play at shelters like on top of mountains like in the middle of the trail yeah, some, at people's houses because like you'd get off the trail and go to hostels yeah, and houses yeah. too we would like uh we would go a couple of days without playing for anybody mm-hmm. and then we'd be like man we need to play like four times a day to kind of make up for it right and so we would just catch people on the trail and be like, hey, we're going to play a song once you get up at the top of this hill. <laughs> well, because so sometimes we'll be waiting for you. <laughs> you wouldn't end up at the same campsite as people. Yeah, so they yeah. might be disappointed if you like got ahead of them and right. they never saw you. So it was like, okay, I'll just like play. If someone asks, I'll play a song and like I'll offer a song. So mm-hmm. sometimes you just like one song here and there for different people. Yeah. And it was really fun. It was, like, we miss it so much. It was much. really okay. well received. I think initially we were unsure how people would take like us bringing musical instruments out there. Yeah. Because there, you know, there is like a stigma to a certain extent where it's like, oh no, it's like the guy with the guitar. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And we like didn't get that. I don't. I don't ever remember anybody being upset about right. us. Not to our playing. faces. Yeah, definitely not to our faces. <laughs> anybody who was upset was generally a troll on the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Or <laughs> we had a couple like, oh, millennials ruining hiking. What was it? Uh, yeah. Hipster millennials. Yeah. That's what they called us. They couldn't us. decide if It was we just a troll, though. I don't think it's like real people. Yeah. Like, well, they're real people, but they might not necessarily well, be hiking. Those people are sad and live a sad existence, so I wouldn't even worry about yeah. them. Oh, no, it actually was really exciting. I was like, Logan, 
We have trolls. It, it that means it's just, spreading. Yeah, it just meant that we were doing something. That's right. Like, we're when like, people notice you? Our whole idea was like evoke strong emotion because that's when you're doing something. And so if people are getting really pissed off that you're wearing all lavender, then sweet. Oh, man. Some people would be like looking at Logan because he's a man and they'd be like, you're just so brave. And I'm like, for wearing a color, like that's bravery. Like, I don't think so. It was funny. Uh, We, we, well, like Uh. on the AT, there's all these like small towns. And so you would be in the middle of nowhere in a Walmart. Yeah. And like these guys are like looking at Logan, like, Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, Who are you? I had like, you know, one inch running shorts on too. You know, I had lavender short shorts. His, his sweatshirt was like really long than, and his yeah. shorts were really short so both of ours actually so sometimes if we wore our sweatshirts and our shorts it looked like, it looked like we didn't no have pants. any shorts on and so we were at a mcdonald's <laughs> and this girl goes can i ask you a question and we're assuming she's going to be like why are you wearing all lavender but yeah. she goes are you wearing pants <laughs> we were like oh we have shorts on yeah. under this yeah yeah <laughs> promise you i'm not gonna sit in the mcdonald's booth with no oh, pants no. on <laughs> no not gonna happen so uh you guys want to play a song then yeah. yes well so we we brought our little trail the trail here. gear yes uh ukulele and the tiny toy xylophone mm-hmm um, and we're going to play All I Know, which is the song we probably played the most on the trail. We'll play our top three trail songs okay, today. That, that's the first uh, track off of the most recent record, Inside Outside. So, yeah, here's the mailboxes uh, doing All I Know.
Yay. That was great. That's all we sounded like on the AT all the time. <laughs> it sounds not very similar to our record, except for the song itself, <clears throat> but not the instrumentation. Right. And, uh, um, yeah, there's so much more going on on the record, but when, you know, we were, we were texting back and forth trying to figure out, you know, what we're going to do. You know, we, we, I've had full band in here before, albeit acoustic. I was like, you know, I'll do whatever you want to do. And mm-hmm. then, but then there's the, like the whole, you know, hauling all the stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, We've been I know doing a lot of that lately. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I trust me. I know all about it. And so you were like, Hey, you know, why don't we just bring our AT rig? And I was like, yes, that's, yeah, uh, that's awesome. Um, because, uh, you know, I watched you know some of the videos from from the Facebook and and, yeah. and stuff of the, of the AT songs, and I was like, this is going to be great. It's perfect for 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 this environment. So, um, back on the on the uh, AT real quick. You, you, I know you guys didn't get to finish it. How far did you get though? We were in New York when we got off, so yeah. we ended. Oh, you were close. We well, you think it's close, but it's still going to be like a month. Yeah. Yeah. Plus maybe. We kind of we were a little over halfway yeah. altogether, honestly. Um, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, that's about it. I th- on a map, it seems close, but right, it, yeah, yeah, it's it's. And a- apparently, Maine's the hardest part. We missed the hardest part, which is it's New Hampshire and the Whites. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I know everything about the AT. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so, what was I going to say? We ended up off in New York and we had to get we had to go to New York City to get home which was the most culture shock you can be like going from living outdoors to to getting a train to taking yourself into New York City and then it was like I walked for months and then within 24 hours I was home yeah like got on a train got to New York City got on a bus drove all night home and I was like what that was insane and the the reason that you couldn't finish it I mean, if you don't mind, me. if you don't mind t- telling your yeah, what so, happened, um, or, yeah. So ahead. what happened was the last week we were out, um, I s- started just getting like fatigued very easily, mm-hmm. and like every couple of miles we were having to sit down and take breaks and stuff like that, and there was like no need for that. We were eating really well at that point in time, and we had hiked, you know. A thousand miles at and that I point. Was, or, I was or, doing or, really well too. Yeah, so it was just kind of strange because we were doing you know twenty plus mile days, and then fourteen started getting exhausted. And yeah. for for Logan, he's like taller than me, and generally hikes faster than me. Yeah, yeah and bigger so, stride. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was actually like a lot had a lot more energy and speed than he did so it was like okay something's probably not yeah. right because generally right. i'm having to run after you yeah and now i'm having to go really slow to mm. kind of get through and the day my muscles weren't like healing I, I it would just be like compound soreness which was also strange so like yeah. my you know it would start with like my legs being sore but then like my back would get sore and my my chest would get sore and nothing was like healing or repairing mm-hmm. And uh, one of the last days we were out, I just like 
took a nap like right in the middle of the trail. He was like, I'm tired. So he like sat people, down and fell asleep. People had to walk but over it, me. And it was so inconvenient <laughs> where we stopped too. He was obviously very tired because we stopped in this like tiny squeeze through area where everyone had to like get right up next to us. So Logan's like passed out and I'm kind of sitting there relaxing and all these people are just like squeezing by us and they know who we are too. So they're like, can we get a picture? And I'm like, well, he's asleep. And they're like, that's okay. So they're like, selfie yeah. with like me and Logan asleep in the picture. Yeah. They're like, we were so excited to see the purple people. And I was like, okay. Oh my gosh, it's and, hilarious. Uh, we were just like really worried because we'd seen all these signs and like obviously the whole trail you're worried about ticks like pennsylvania mm-hmm. and new york the county and stuff that we're in it's like was the worst place for it. for it yeah and we'd like done our due diligence like wore the medicine and like <clears throat> or, what's it called permethrin yeah. yeah it's not medicine it's just like really awesome bug spray basically yeah. but i was clothes. i started finding bug bites on me especially on my butt like i found like <laughs> a lot of bug bites <laughs> and I couldn't, I mean, we were checking as much as we could, but right. you know, that, Hey that, Jillian, look at my ass. Did yeah, you see exactly. Bug bites? I actually exactly. had to do that the, a couple times. The tixers, love. they can, they can give it to you when they're like so tiny. You right. Can barely yeah. See yeah. Them. It doesn't matter their age. Yeah. And, and we were pulling like bigger ticks off of us, but you never know if like smaller ones could have gotten through. Right. And so, and there's all kinds of different, people that get tick bites that don't realize they get tick bites or it could have been a while ago. And so, you know, we start thinking this could be it. So we want to get off and get him checked out. And obviously he's too tired. So like we got off the trail, um, in the middle of nowhere, New York, it Mm -hmm. was very hard to like find a place to go. We had to like, yeah. And we don't know anybody up there. We felt honestly like homeless people (sighs) in a lot of ways. Like we, we got, we got into the state park and we're like, maybe we'll just sleep in the bathrooms here because we don't want to like hike out and try to set up our stuff or whatever. And that was kind of like one of those points where it's like, maybe we don't need to be out here anymore right now. <laughs> yeah, he just really wasn't feeling well and he wanted to push through, but it was obvious that something was wrong. And so we had to go through a bunch of doctors because the first <clears throat> place like wouldn't give him antibiotics, but the like... Oh, what is it? CDC. What what is it called? CDC. CDC like recommends like as soon as you have symptoms of a tick bite, you start taking antibiotics. Three weeks. So the whole hiking community who's been following us is like calling me, giving me advice, being like, no, you need to get antibiotics right now. Like it's Mm -hmm. more dangerous to wait because people that have Lyme or other tick illnesses can can sometimes become chronic illness for the rest of your life. And so it's a very scary thing. It's like ticks are the scariest animals out there. Scarier yeah. than bears, scarier oh, yeah, than snakes. For sure. Yeah, because you can get really sick. So, and he wasn't feeling well at all. So, we tried to like wait it out for a few days, but then we were like, we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. He's on antibiotics. It's going to be a while. We can't just like couch surf on all these nice strangers' mm-hmm. homes. That was, that was and, another thing too. Is they wanted me on thirty days of antibiotics, and you, you can't really be in the sunlight or anything right. on those things because. Mm-hmm. It just wears you out more. Yeah. Yeah. So we found a way home so he could rest. And we also had like a tour coming up. Mm-hmm. And so, yep. but then like, it was just really rough. Like having to get off the trail, going from feeling like, you know, we have so much purpose. We're having mm. so much fun. We feel like we're doing something we're really excited about to having to like get off felt really depressing. Oh, yeah. And then Logan being sick and being on medicine, that was honestly affecting his mental health as well right he had like a lot of the antibiotics that i was on are like known for like 
messing with your mood. Really? Making yeah. you depressed and suicidal, which he mm-hmm. was like experiencing all of those things. Oh, no. Yeah. And so he didn't even get to come on the like long, right. long tour I just did. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was, you know, by this time, you know, <clears throat> I had, I had, I was kind of following along to, mm-hmm. to the, st- to the aftermath of that, you know, mm-hmm. like you were giving updates and stuff um, right before you were about to go out on tour. Did you ever find out what it was? We we were supposed to. The initial doctor was supposed to test us for all six uh, tick-borne illnesses. I asked them to, and they said and they would. They and said they did, but they did not. And um, They only tested for Lyme. They only tested for Lyme. And also, like, Lyme's like chances of being... Uh, their tests, the fickle tests. Their tests don't work that well. It's like seventy percent accuracy or something. That's insane. So we ha- we just honestly don't have the money to keep trying like, to get. We tested. have so many doctors' bills, right. and he started feeling better after the antibiotics. They treat yeah. them all the same way. So it's we were 30, like, if it was days. a tick illness, then those antibiotics probably covered Not, it. Yeah. And yeah. once we maybe have a little more money, we might go back and test some more. But I don't know. Yeah. But it honestly, why he couldn't come on tour was he was. Like all the antibiotics and his mental yeah. health had really taken a turn. I think there's, you know, there's post-trail depression. There's like the mm-hmm. antibiotics affecting mm-hmm. and there's just the stress of financial <clears throat> things, not having worked for months and pouring all yeah. of our money into the project yeah. and then having like ER bills that were thousands of dollars yeah. and mm-hmm. not having like the best insurance. Yeah. It was just like, okay, like. <sighs> What are we gonna do? Yeah. So Logan, piled on real quick. So Logan, <laughs> I felt so bad for you. Guys. Then he had to go to the doctor for like you know mental mental health. Yeah. And so he just was going through so much, and I wasn't sure whether I should go on tour, but yeah, it ended up being the best thing. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I, I thought about this. I mean, that takes a lot of um, gumption to say, you know, I'm I'm gonna stay home because tour is supposed to be fun, right? You know, it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. Good times and, and, and you know, uh, I, I could, that's got to be hard to say, you know what, I'm going to stay home. But yeah. it's it's good. I think it's a good thing that you, that you did. You know, it's a good thing to take care of yourself and make sure that you're okay because, yeah, for sure. you know, who knows what, what could have, course it could have taken, you know, had you gone out on the road. Yeah, exactly. So. It's been really great. Like everything, um, Logan getting <clears throat> help and I think staying home and dealing with that and being honest and saying, I was just really proud of him for saying like, Hey, I need this. I need help. I need to figure this out. And even if it was like induced by all those situational things, I think, you know, everybody has things that they can always like dive deeper in and deal with. And it's given him an opportunity to Mm. do that. And I'm, and I'm very like proud of him and excited for that in his life. And that's like kind of what the record was about was like inside outside was about exploring your inner world you know, taking that into the outer world and like seeing what's around you and letting that also affect who you are. And I think it was almost like the hardships of the trail as well mm. as the triumphs, like did all that yeah. for us. And I was like, well, we asked for it. Yeah. <laughs> Here I mean, it is. And it's, it was really hard in so many ways, but really well, rewarding. You and Esther had it taken care of though. <laughs> oh man, Esther killed it. So our friend Esther came on to us. Shout out us. to Esther. Oh, Esther, I wish you were here. I, I, want, I wanted her we here. We asked her, yeah. but she's a busy lady. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. We're all back working, trying to like pay off our bills from, you know, she, she quit her like nice, like nine, like nine to five job with insurance to come on tour with us. Wow. Yeah. And that's what she, like she used it as a chance to like yeah. transition herself. Yeah. And, which, is, which is awesome and, and courageous. And, of her and now she's so. like, you know, working 
so we're all trying to make up for yeah. our our dreams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but she did such a good job on that tour. I'd never. This is the first year Esther's ever played in our band. Really? Um, yeah. I she, wondered if when she I've, was, had become a part. We've yeah. had a lot of different people like in and out of the mailboxes, and as like the third member with Logan and I, mm-hmm. and she's a songwriter and local musician in Chattanooga as well. And so I just never thought to ask her because I was like, she's doing her own thing. Yeah. But I brought it up to her and she was like, I would love that. I've always wanted to tour. And I was like, are you serious? She's a very talented uh, singer and pianist and Mm. musician. And she really brought a lot to the tour and like, she wasn't a part of the actual making of the album, but um, I'm really glad that she is like, now I can call her up. And be like, come play these shows with us. Yeah. And she just, um, our energy on tour was really great. Our personalities are both very awkward and fun. <laughs> and we just like brought that out of each other. And so yeah. honestly, like after every show, people would think that like they got half like a night of comedy act. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh man, we love that bit about this thing. And we're like, we just were talking. Like yeah. that was a new thing. Like we didn't. You know, it it was really funny, and it became this thing, and I'm really grateful for... And my friend Liz also came. Yeah, um, yeah, Liz. Shout out to Liz. Shout out to Liz. She and Esther are really good friends and, like, went to college together at Covenant in Chattanooga mm. and live in Chattanooga. I graduated from Covenant. I, really? Yeah, I mean, I, did, I, did, I did, like, their satellite thing, you know, for yeah. adult continuing education thing, but that's doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. My degree says Covenant on it, so... But, yeah, yeah it was, loved like... It. It was a full-on lady tour. Yeah, all women. And I, I loved watching the the stories. Like that was the like the highlight of my day was was like oh yes, there's another Instagram story, you know. And it's like I know watching I feel the sad performances that, like, and the we don't because like we were doing that every day for months, and yeah. so a lot of people followed us and loved the journey. And we've kind of like jo- like whatever dropped the fall, ball, dropped the ball, <laughs> fell off that because it's just been like we've been dealing with so much. Yeah with ourselves yeah. and taking time for ourselves currently in the aftermath of tour. Cause yeah, we just had to recover from everything yeah. and like yeah. deal with a lot of emotional <clears throat> stuff with us and deal <clears throat> with a lot of like, um, yeah, just like transitional things. And it's hard to go from like sharing. It's easy to share things you're excited about. It's hard to be like, I'm working a job now. Yeah. I yeah. have bills to pay now. And I, and I think it's really cool when people are able to share in that too. And I want to do that more. But right now I'm just like, I need a break. Like yeah. I need to think about my life and not just share it all the time. <laughs> but I do enjoy sharing my life. And I loved that it like brought a community around us. And I think it was really beneficial to like having a community around our band and our music or just even our it was project. great. I loved, I loved the updates and, and the stuff. I, we I, hope to was, do more of that. It was so much fun to, to watch. And I've been to the Purple People Bridge, too. Oh, my gosh, I've yeah. I've been there. I was like, I've walked across that. That yeah. was so <laughs> funny. We went there very briefly because Liz, we were going there. We had a show, like, right nearby. And we wanted to, like, play a song on it. But then we were running up to the bridge really cutely holding hands, Esther and I. And Liz was our awesome videographer, mm-hmm. was videoing us. And accidentally slammed her hand into like the corner of a railing. Oh, and you know if you hit your hand really hard, it just wrecked her hand. Like she was worried it broke. It was so painful. She was crying (laughs) and had like huge like blue hand for days and days. But 
so we had to literally like painfully Liz still went to the bridge with us and like took our pictures and then we were like okay we got to get you to the venue and put some ice on this <laughs> yeah. and oh, it was so no. sad and poor Liz and her hand and she almost got run over that night it was a really interesting night that day was so interesting and uh like <clears throat> she was holding like a spot for our van it was like right by the venue so we could load out and this guy like tried to run her over to take the spot and it was so rude and like a really weird altercation. Yeah. But you've, you've Liz got, had a hard day. You've got some great tour, tour stories, stories and we're, we're gonna get <laughs> to we're gonna forever. get to another one of those here shortly. But if you guys if you guys want to do another song, that would be uh, delightful. Yes, we're gonna play an older song. Okay, all right. This is talk to me. All right. Do you want me to start? Or... Yeah, you start it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know him like I know you And he don't know me Yes, this is true But he keeps calling So I keep answering And you're not calling No, you don't say anything Excellent. That is uh, off of uh, Red Flags. It is. Which As, was released in 2013. Yeah, a long time ago, but it's still one of my favorite songs to play. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, we pretty much play that one every show. Mm-hmm. It's a great it's, song. It's also a crowd favorite. I feel like if there are teenage girls in the audience, <clears throat> that will be their favorite song. Like we had, we played in Knoxville once years ago. And like these teenage girls came to my show and like yelled my lyrics out to me. Yeah. It was the most magical night of my life. I yeah. was like, they know my words. Isn't that cool? And it was like really fun. And I was like, we're never not playing talk to me. <laughs> it's just fun. It is. It's fun to, you know, talk about when people won't talk to you. <laughs> so, uh, Logan, 
what musical influences? Uh, Who are your biggest influences, just in general? Like, you get in a car, if you're by yourself, um, you're putting on what? Lately. Well, lately or in in general, um, I listen to a lot of hip-hop stuff most of the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Like, older stuff, I like uh, Common's old stuff a lot. Um, I'm actually a big Kanye fan. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, the newer stuff that I've been listening to, Tower the Creator put out a new album. Um, uh, D- D'Angelo, I don't know if you're familiar with D'Angelo. I've heard, yeah. He, he's kind of, he was in the 90s, <clears throat> and then he kind of made mm-hmm. a comeback in the mid, like 2014-ish with another album. Um I like a, a lot of music like that most okay. of the time. I used to obviously listen to metal a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not so much anymore. Um, but those are, I would say those are my go-to or just pop. Lately. Yeah, or just pop music even. He's also into like really vibey stuff like um, the Gorillas mm. and yeah. Paige France and Radical, Radical Face, Face Logan. Yeah. yeah, we listen to that a lot, and I think that those are pretty inspirational. And like, I think, yeah, the new record. saying that Tears for Fears is probably pretty influential to okay. me. Okay, yeah, and Logan's an 80s music that, baby. That, like, that band <laughs> in, in particular, I think they did such a good job at creating a mood um, in their songs um, beyond just what was happening, and so it would like. You, you feel like you're being kind of transported to a place if you're listening to Shout or mm-hmm. Everybody Wants to Rule the World or something. like yeah. you, you feel it without he- listening to the lyrics even. I went and, through a Tears for Fears phase le- recently because yeah. I missed out on a lot because I was like raised in like a Christian household that didn't do like pop music or yeah. like popular music. And so Logan's been introducing me to all like 80s and 90s music I missed as a kid. Yeah. Fun times right there, I'm telling yeah. you. So I'm like, oh, Tears for Fears is so great. I'm like just finding out about Tears for Fears. Yeah, it's really hard to nail down things for me because like music, I didn't, instruments weren't pushed in my family and I didn't learn how to play an instrument until I was 19. Um, but it was always like played in our house. Like my parents worked opposite shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my mom worked night shifts and my dad worked in the day. So my dad would have to feed us at night and my dad is a partier. And so like (laughs) when my mom would leave, we would eat dinner and then he had a big stereo system and he would just put on whatever he was into, which is Queen and Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. He really liked Lenny Kravitz as far as like a a newer, newer ish, you know, 90s Lenny Kravitz, are you going to go my way kind of thing. Um, and then we would just go crazy for like an hour and then we'd pass out. And that was kind of like <laughs> every awesome. yeah, every day. It's harder for me now to listen to a lot of that stuff, specifically the like the rock in the seventies and eighties. Cause you I heard all the time with your dad. Yeah. I also yeah. worked I've worked with my dad for like ten years and that's their go to. Yeah. I, yeah. If as far as like older influences go, I really like Motown era stuff. I feel like that's like a really <clears throat> sweet spot of musicianship that's oh, yeah. kind of hard to like touch in any sort of way. And like Stevie Wonder yeah. and James Jamerson. Oh uh, he's yes. he's my, my bass king. 
if have, I have one. <laughs> have you heard of a band called the Teskey Brothers? I don't think from so. From Australia, you would love them. Yeah. If you love that stuff, then you definitely need to check out the Teskey. Like, if if you just put them on and listen to them, you'd be like, oh, well, this is from, this got to be from 62 or 63 or something, yeah. you know, and it's like, no, it's just some young guys from Australia, and they, they it's Teskey, T-E-S-K-E-Y. Cool. Check them out. Yeah. yeah. What's, do you, do you have like, uh, I, love, I love asking people like, what's your earliest um, uh, musical memory like, and could, could uh, be watching yeah. somebody play or, or hearing a uh, song or I got this all day <laughs> long um, when <laughs> there's two songs whenever I was I was three or four the same stereo system uh, my parents used to live with my grandma when they first moved up here uh, my dad's from Miami and my mom's from Chapel Hill North Carolina um, when they moved here they lived with my grandma on the chicken farm I was telling you about mm-hmm. earlier and Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult had, was, you know, yeah. that. And there's a song, Mr. Bassman. I forget who does it. Um, but it's just like a dude that's like, mo, 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 I don't even know. Oh, I don't yeah. even remember how it goes. Um, I, sh- I played it for Jillian like a while back. But the those two songs I was like obsessed with, specifically Godzilla. Like, yeah. Every I was all about everything Godzilla when I was a baby, um, <laughs> and it. and so like any time uh, that song would come on, it was like this is my song, <laughs> and I would just get so pumped about it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. There the only other one that really stuck out to me like early childhood was actually this meat meatloaf song. My mom was really into meatloaf, and wow. he, he he had that song. I would do anything for yeah, love. Yeah. Well, that song, like, it transitions, like, into the rock and roll mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's, like, piano-driven, and then it gets, like, really rock and roll. Yeah. And whenever that would happen, this funny, I would do this funny thing in the car. But I knew that it was weird, so I would try to hide it. And what I would do <laughs> is, like, when the rock and roll started coming in, I would, like, mean face really hard. But I would I would do it away, so, like... If my if my I'm in the the passenger seat of the car, I turn away from from my mom and I just like stare at the passenger door and I mean face as hard as possible, just because like it it felt so good. I yeah, think. but yeah, feeling it. I love it. Yeah, I don't think she got me too many times. That boy's gonna it. sing metal someday. Yeah. That was it. He's got the mean face down already. Jillian, what about you? What are you What are you listening to these days, or what are you you know influences, or whatever you're listening to? Lately, a lot of pop music. It's really funny. <laughs> I just am going through a mainstream phase, but also I'm this week. I saw some friends um, play in Chattanooga called the Harmonies. They're from yes. Nashville, and I can't stop listening to their record all week. And they're like. Kind of folky. I don't know what is. They're not folk though. They're uh, like it's yeah. kind of spacey. Because mm-hmm. I saw you post about it. And yeah, I was, and I checked it them. out, and I was like, oh, they wow. used to be more folky. I think they've transitioned, and it's yeah, like they, a little different. And yeah. I just really dig their vibes. It's very vibey, and um, they're really good. I've been like obsessed them. with Rebel Bucket's new album all year. I've um, heard of Rebel Bucket. They've I don't became think I've listened to anything though. My favorite band this year, I think, or maybe last year when their new album came out. But I've just been obsessed with their new record, and 
listen to it so much and then we got to see them live and it's so awesome whenever you're like obsessed with an album and then you mm. get to see them on that tour and you're just like oh, i'm having so much fun and yeah. like my face in that was like a little kid i was just like ah. yeah but yeah. um what else yeah um, I know you had a post on um, one of your Instagram stories where you listening to Japanese Breakfast. Oh man, I do love Japanese Breakfast. I love. I do too. Um, I want to see them live so bad. Yeah, I started listening to Mitsuki a little bit, and I, I do like, like her too. stuff. Yeah. Logan doesn't like Mitsuki as much. She just played. I think it was Pitchfork Pitchfork Music Festival just a, a uh, maybe a month or so ago. I think it was Pitchfork. Anyway, it's probably out on YouTube, and it was. It was great. It was very, mm-hmm. um, like, she had, like, this kitchen table set up in the middle of the stage with a chair, and she would she incorporated it mm-hmm. through the whole set. Like, either she was on top of it, doing these weird, like, mm-hmm. Vogue pose-type things, and then she moved the table, and it I was just that. like, yeah, it was like, it's, it was so simple. I was like, this, it's so simple, but it was like... I couldn't stop. Like I was just glued to to her watching her do that. It was great. So I check that out. I got into Lizzo finally, like pretty hardcore lately. Just feeling all that confidence. She that's what I hear from her music. I haven't listened to it yet. And um, uh, then she did a collab with Charlie XCX. So I started listening to her music lately, and then it brought me full circle back to Katy Perry, which is. And Kesha, which are like my go-to pop ladies. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like Katy Perry is my like hate to love, like, what is it? Guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't like mentally. I'm like, I don't really like these songs, but emotionally, whatever masterminds create Katy Perry and her music, like have turned the Jillian emotional switch (laughs) to where like Katy Perry songs will literally make me weep. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Like, Logan's like, do you need to cry? I'll put some Katy Perry on for you. Let me put this Kesha song on for you. I'm like, how did you know? But I don't know what it is. But, um, yeah, Katy Perry is so funny to me that I'm just like, like, intellectually, I have all these oppositions to, like, the music that her team of, like, pop master yeah. people create. But, yeah. like, emotionally, it's just pop music is just so fun and so, like, emotive. And I love, I think I'm all about feeling when it comes to music. Mm. And pop mm-hmm. music is definitely, like, the cake of feeling because it's, like, you know, you love to eat a great, good meal. It's good for you. That's delicious. But sometimes you just want to eat a cake. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, pop music. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's just, like, full of all this sugar and, like, feels good. Um, nothing feels bad about it. But... I don't know, but then you might get a little sick when it's done. <laughs> but, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of what else I listen to. I just go through really hard phases, and that just happens to be my phase this week. Sometimes, like, when I need more energy and uplifting, I'll be like, I just need a good pop Isn't, isn't that great about music, mm-hmm. you know, that you yeah. can, yeah. you can, you know, I want to, you know, sometimes it's like I want to be sad. I'll I'll put on, there's a band called Cigarettes After Sex. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Mm-hmm. It it's not something I can listen to all the time because a lot of it sounds the same. It's just yeah. very. It's but it's so melancholy mm-hmm. and and just the lyrics and like I'm just like this is great to to because uh, I want to be in this mood. You know. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Esther and, got me into the national on tour a little bit. Uh, I yeah. never really listened yeah. to the national <clears throat> before, and yeah, I don't know. I listen to lots of different stuff, but Logan and I are both like. 
you get into like a mode of a song and you just listen to it over and over again or an album and we're both like that yeah Yeah. so it's a very wide variety and i think most of it is based off of like feeling Mm -hmm. like i don't know i'm definitely more of like a feeling type i want to listen to something that makes me feel something yeah um that's what i get pumped on what what about earliest uh memories you got one i I don't because i just feel like it's been so i'm one i have a terrible memory too I feel like I've been singing since I was like a baby. Yeah, I was gonna like say I you've been like, doing this for a long time. I've been yeah. singing on stage since before I can remember. They like, have, yeah, they tape, have like three-year-old tapes of me like <laughs> yeah. singing and performing, That's like great. in church. So I just yeah. feel like my my family is very musical. Mm-hmm. My mom is a pianist and a singer, and her like parents were like singers and pastors. And yeah, like I everyone. was just like it was probably a lot of church music, honestly. Yeah, and like harmony. And like, I just, I remember like my siblings kind of teaching me piano a little bit. And I remember, I don't know if I can remember like specific songs from being very, very little, like, Mm. except for like the songs your grandmothers and mothers sing you all the time. Mm. And, uh, maybe like Jesus loves me. Yeah. I remember singing like, like a span, like my parents were missionaries in South America for a couple of years when I was like four and five. So I remember like singing, um, Happy birthday, Jesus, in Spanish. And it's great. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just like probably very Christian yeah. stuff from when I was really little, just because that was what was happening. Um, something else that, that I've noticed is your vibrato. Yeah. And your voice. I do have a vibrato thing it's, happening. Yeah. And, and I, it's, it's great. Is, was that, is that just something that just, did you? try to do that or is it like that's just how it comes out i honestly think i could probably sing a lot of different ways i think people develop a voice i don't know i think people different people must be different but i feel like for me i'm a very i probably my voice has been developed just by listening to certain things that i just liked Mm -hmm. and like picking it up yeah because i think you know the way you talk similar to the way you sing is developed off of your experiences or your, your things that you like. So even maybe if you're not surrounded by a certain type of singing, but you listen to it all the mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah. I think that that's how people develop their voices vocally as well. I was, and I was so, pointing yeah. out to my kids where we were driving back from Florida and I put, put your record on and was, you know, I was telling me, Hey, this, this is a band that's coming here in just a little while. And, and I was pointing out things and, and, uh, I don't think they had ever heard the the term vibrato before, and I was like, he, "Listen here, you hear, hear that? Yeah. You know, and then, it's shaking. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it, her verse is going, yeah, just really fast, you know. But then I was, I was. There's something really unique about the title track to to you know Inside Outside is the time you have two different time signatures on that song. Yeah, that song was crazy it came together really last minute and i'd had this instrumental for a long time and i loved it the like kind of course it really messes with my head and and i you know i have i have a band practice here in in um this past week uh that we were we take a break outside and i was like you know they were asking about you guys i was like yeah they're coming over i was like listen to this i put inside outside i was like wait 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 hear it hear it 
You know, I was trying. Yeah. I was I was snapping along with this is doing this, yeah, and this is doing. You know, you're on the one and three over here, but you're on the four four over here. And yeah, they were like, they were like, wow, yeah. that's that's. I was like, that's really cool. At first, I was like, I didn't really... intentionally write it like that. I feel like when weird signatures come into play, it's total <clears throat> accident. Yeah, I, I was, was wondering. That's why. I, yeah, I was kind of frustrated with her because I was like, <laughs> I'm not like a math mas- rock drummer, master drummer. Yeah, yeah. And then like we go in to record the song, and we really hadn't practiced it a lot. It was beforehand. new. It was like brand new. And so like everything I was doing, I was like, I sound like we're trying to be mute math or something. I don't know, and or you know some or yes or some yeah. 70s prog yeah. rock band. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we chilled me out. And then, like, during that those two weeks that we recorded, we kind of had more time to, like, sit and think on it. So it was, mm-hmm. like, do kind of like a one-one thing almost going mm-hmm. on for most of it. And then I do, like, a 4-4 four, four drum roll towards the end that kind of crosses over mm-hmm. but ends up back on on time it's it's so weird how it fits it's great. yeah it's yeah but Jillian, does it feel good that's what i only yeah, care yeah, about Jillian, yeah like yeah she she's singing on top of playing you know so i don't know the actual time signature someone said like it was 15 it's like you write a song whatever. but then you have to learn how to perform it right yeah you're like oh now i have to play all these parts at the same time yeah yeah and like and like thinking about everyone else too mm-hmm. that makes it really hard because like when you bring the drums into play or different things that can yeah. like change yeah. the feel. But yeah, I love that song. I'm glad we like, <laughs> you know, went over the edge on that one. Yeah, you did. It was yeah. fun. It really stuck out. And the first time I was like, I was like, wait a second. It's kind of like here's this album. And it's like, what did you do? Like, yeah. <laughs> you just added this crazy thing. I think that was actually my niece's favorite one at the show. She mm-hmm. was like, because it's fun. It like, is fun. It is a lot fun. of energy. I feel like if you had a lot of people on stage, if we had more than three people. And it they were like, really fun. They were like, man, she is like really letting it rip with lyrics. I was like, yeah, you know, because yeah. it's like. Oh, no, 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 no. You're just like... Oh, yeah, that's the hardest thing is breath on that one. Because it's like, there's no time to breathe because I took out all the beats that would give me breath. (laughs) It was great. It was like like a... a, (laughs) Take a gulp. Definitely like a Jillian um, taste from like yesteryear in a lot of ways where like, Mm -hmm. if you listen to... She has stuff that's not recorded even that's like really technically or rhythmic. Uh Uh-huh. And um, within Red Flags, like, you can see a good amount of that with switching. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the song we just played kind of switching feels within it and stuff like that. Yep. And then that EP with Olivia does, like, weird, uh, kind of a weird vibe, too, where it's uh, switching feels pretty significantly. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's just been consistent for Jillian to like be like okay have one song in the album have, that's just gonna be like this we're gonna, gonna do gonna at least weird. one <laughs> I love yeah. it but it's yeah. gonna feel good yeah, yeah. exactly um, you guys want to play another song mm-hmm. let's play inside outside now <laughs> it'd be so hard to play it on the oh, ukulele and the xylophone <laughs> actually maybe easier though I think we we tried to the day before we left for the hike I think but... it would have been fun but we're gonna actually play one of our favorite songs from the record which is mortgages ah yes excellent all right so here's the mailboxes with their last song mortgages
to buy a house, but the banks don't like us. Both working to a jobs, but it's not enough. Went to school, got an education. Let's pretend we're kids. Let's pretend we're kids. Let the grown-ups pay their mortgages. We'll just be.
Uh, let somebody else pay the mortgages for real. Ugh, still don't have one. <clears throat> I wrote that song when I was really sad. I really wanted one. And it's been, it's yeah. been really funny. We've played these shows called So Far Shows. Yeah. Where like twice in the past, like one on tour and twice one in Nashville recently, where we've done that song. And when we do it with the ukulele, people that can hear the lyrics will immediately laugh yeah. at the first lyric because they think it's a joke. Yeah. And it's really funny to me because like we're so, like Esther and I, it's been like with Esther and I and we're all really jokey and then we're like tried to buy a house but the banks don't like us in a song and they're like, ha ha. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. Yeah. It's sad. I, but it I, really I remember seeing one of your Instagram videos where you started that song and there was, there was a, l- yeah. a bunch of laughter. It was in the so audience. funny. Like, Obviously, like I, I'm not mad at people for laughing. I just think it's yeah. funny because mm. it is that very literal lyric. Like I think um, just like. I love it when people, I kind of love not being poetic because I think it just makes people hear something differently. Yeah. Like just trying to find your voice as a songwriter in general is fun. It's just like, I'm trying to say this thing, but in my own way and like a way someone might think about it differently. And um, yeah, I can see how trying to buy a house, but the banks don't like us. It's funny. (laughs) In fact, like we had friends at the time that would like make fun of like all my lyrics and they'd Mm -hmm. say, tried to buy a house but I didn't buy one and that was like the joke lyric uh, or like uh, in, on talk to me it'd be like I like you but you don't like me mm. instead of I like you but you won't talk to me and so just like yeah. redundant my kids were lyrics. like they when they heard uh, stuff uh, yeah, they yeah. were like they were just kind of like what is she what did they that I'm like it's just a very literal song you know it's like yeah maybe somebody Touched her stuff, you know. You you guys fight about that all the time, you know. Yeah. Your sisters don't touch my stuff, you know. And it's like yeah. it's just what it is, you know. I think so. Yeah. I think stuff can be anything. I actually wrote that song. The first iteration of that song was about my keyboard, mm-hmm. and it's really funny. Uh, it was a lot different of a feeling song, like at the initially, time. Yeah. Initially, it kind of changed into what it is, but. Um, and I've done that with songs before where like I'll write a song about something and then I'll just become about something totally different. Like Cold mm-hmm. Knees is on Red Flags and that was literally about Cold Knees. That was the other one that then, my, my wife is like, now they're the ones with Cold Knees that are coming yeah. out tonight, right? Yeah. And I'm like, and yeah. So like yeah. Cold Knees is literally about like ripped jeans and Cold Knees and then yeah. it became like a metaphor for like a like a relationship that you grew out of. Yeah. Like pants you yeah, grew out of. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. And then like stuff was about my keyboard and then it became this like... Uh, almost like a me too movement song where it's like i was gonna say you like, could definitely take it in that direction like, to where it's um, like don't as yeah. a woman like don't touch my body if it's not like yeah right you don't have permission to do that and yep. i think for me it became really empowering um because i don't know i the me too movement was actually really empowering for me because it made me like reprocess a lot of things that as like a girl and a woman i went through that mm. like being raised in like purity church Christian movement, I was just like had a lot of shame mm-hmm. about like, you know, my body and about, you know, the way I dressed and mm-hmm. the way men saw me or the way, way men would make advances at me. But it's like if a man, you know, if you make a man lust, it's your fault. But it, like, but in situations where it's actually no, like actually it was that guy's fault. Like he should not have like inappropriately done those things to me or like, mm-hmm. Uh, it just made me rethink a lot of things and like stuff kind of became that for me is just like taking back like my body and my stuff, like everything, like 
and just not being so permissive. Yeah. Yeah. Even with, I just feel like as a woman in general, like I just thought, felt like from the culture I was raised in, like expected to be permissive Mm -hmm. in different, in a lot of areas of my life, including my keyboard. It's been really funny. Like a keyboard is like a piano. So a piano is like something everyone has in their house generally. Not everyone, but a lot of people. We do. Yeah. It becomes like like a... It's just everybody like wants to touch the piano. Yeah, 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 and people yeah. at shows think it's a table, so they'll put like drinks on it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this uh, is a $4,000 keyboard. It's right. like the most expensive thing I own. Like, yeah. My livelihood is yeah. in this keyboard. <clears throat> and like, if you like break it, I will cry. Yeah. And also like, I would never, like, I don't think anyone would go pick up a guy's guitar. Right. Uh, that, like, I was going to say, once you factor in musical instruments and you say keyboards, like... I totally get, you know, musicians get it. Like, I would yeah. have, you go up on stage and try to touch someone's guitar, I don't yeah. think so. But no. a keyboard for some reason feels so familiar right. that people yeah, think it's like punk, punk, a, punk, a community punk, thing. Punk, 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 punk. And yeah. I'm like, no. it's really funny. It would really irk me. I'd be like, no, don't touch my keyboard. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a table. Don't put your drink on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It was really funny. And then yeah. I started writing that l- lyric. And then later on, it became about like my body and... Mm. Um, just having like experiences like at work where like bosses would just like grab my arm or something and I'm like you can't just like touch my body mm-hmm. this is I don't know it's yeah. really weird when you notice things like that and a lot of women have been through stuff stuff yeah. like that and so for me I was excited to kind of um, explore like this whole album was about me exploring a lot of um, my inner world and stuff was that part of it is realizing like I have permission like I have ownership of myself and no one has, like, I can, you know, choose the boundaries and I can choose the limits of, like, what I want in mm-hmm. certain situations. Mm-hmm. Not just physically, but other things, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, before we uh, before we wrap up, I want to touch on one thing real quick from your <laughs> from your tour. Well, first, let, let's do this first. Um, do you have anything coming up here? Uh, yes. Plug, plug away, plug everything. Plug when your is this website. going to be released? Do you think? Uh, I'm hoping to have it out into the world. Hopefully, maybe tonight. I can't promise. Oh wow, tonight. Okay, Possib- that's quick. Possibly tomorrow. Okay, so you guys yeah. are getting updates like nowish. Okay. Yeah. So we have something really exciting coming up on October 5th. We are doing an art show. Mm-hmm. Logan and I's first art show. Oh yeah. And we're gonna. It's about the project. It's about the tour. It's about the album. I'm looking at my calendar and right now. It's at Ava Association for Visual Arts on Fraser Avenue in Chattanooga. Oh cool. And it's mm-hmm. our actually some of like our gear that we made, like all the lavender gear and like our album art, and some of the different pieces we have from the trail and some things we're gonna make ourselves. And we're just um, gonna talk about our tour and answer anybody's questions and play some music maybe a little bit and mm-hmm. just have people experience the hike and the tour in a different way. Like get to see all the lavender things. I think it'd be really exciting yeah, to kind of show yeah. them off and people to see them in person Yeah, yeah. and get to see us in person and talk to us and ask us questions and we can kind of like, you know, end cap and talk about why we did inside outside and what was our goal and mm-hmm. what we wanted to do. Cause we thought of it as an art project, yeah. the whole thing. And Definitely, so yeah. we wanted to end it that way. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of our big end cap for, the like tour and hike and everything. Yeah. And that's October 5th. And then <laughs> my dog barking yeah. in the background there. And we do have a website where yep. you can get all the links to everything. Um, I love the mailboxes.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
The mailboxes.com was taken and somebody wanted to sell it to me for like thousands of dollars. And I said, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Real, the, the mailboxes.com was, was already. Yeah. Well, people yeah. take, you know. They probably buy them when they URLs. get them for like 100 bucks or something. Yeah. And, then and then they sell them for like 5,000. Yeah, it's like real estate. And I'm like, right. I'm not going to buy that. It's internet real estate. Also, Jillian, you're playing the Flying Squirrel Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. And then. So, this Sunday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll be out before then. Um, and then we are playing at the mill. At in September. Point. Yeah, in September. All of it can be found on I love the mailboxes.com. Yeah, yeah there's links Facebook to page. social media, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, and mm-hmm. Instagram, the mailboxes. Our merch store if you yeah. want to buy merch. Yep. That helps us live. Yes. And pay off um, Logan's medical bills. <laughs> so, <sighs> um, so you can check all those places for, for the information. Um, so the one thing that I wanted to touch on was... Um, probably it's funny sad probably a lot of emotions um i love emotions when see tour was was over and you and um esther were driving back and you were in texas (laughs) it was so funny so Uh, tell us what happened it actually was not funny but right so we're driving home and we have this brand new big ford transit van it's like black and shiny and tall and like the beautiful, biggest, yeah. beautiful biggest van you've ever seen. We just bought it right before tour. It's a used vehicle, but it looks really nice. And we, it's like been my dream to get a van like that and tour in it and like build it out like a little van life mm. living thing. Yeah. And we needed a new vehicle for the tour so we could take everybody and everything. So we got that. We went on tour and we're driving home the last day from Texas. It's a 10 hour drive, actually, like 11 hour drive. And we start, we're just going to drive through the night, I think. What did Jillian do? And I was like, Esther, what a great tour. We didn't get in any accidents. I was like, we've driven this huge van and we've done such a great job parking it and not like running it into things, mm-hmm. which is like really hard when you're driving a new vehicle and yeah. it's humongous. Yeah, it's a big van. It it's is. super tall, yeah. it's super long. I was like, I'm just so proud of us. And she was like, Jillian, you need to stop it right now. Like, you're jinxing us. We're going to hit something on the way home. And I was like, no, it's going to be fine. And so I go to bed and uh, I'm sleeping in the back of the van with my like little face mask on. And I feel something underneath. And she's up front, like listening to like comedy on like to keep herself awake. And she yells, she's like, I just hit a herd of pigs. And I was like, what? And like, I'm like half asleep. So I'm like unaware. And she like pulls um, over and I'm trying to wake up. And she's like, I just hit someone's pigs. And they, they were not someone's pigs. They yeah, were a wild herd feral. of hogs. Feral, yeah. feral hogs. And if yeah. you, and ironically, 30 to 50 feral hogs were like trending on Twitter the next week as like a joke because of like mm. different stuff online. Because mm. Twitter. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, she hit like, so like literally I did not even see it because I was asleep in the back and we went over a hill. So I never had to see any pigs. And she was like, I heard their squeals. Oh no. And she would not get out of the car. She was like, she's like, there's going to be blood all over the van. And I get out of the van and apparently there was like a semi coming from the other direction on this like dark highway. They got the other side of it. So we like made a barbecue. Like it was just like. That's oh, what, like we no. and she didn't swerve and we couldn't have anyways because right. it was so many pigs it's just impossible um and i never heard of anything like this before but <laughs> we get out and i get out actually because she wouldn't get out and it's just like a big dent in the plastic like a pig-sized dent and but everything looks fine i was like oh this is fine like we'll make it home like i'm half asleep still 
and then like surprisingly not very little like pigs are left on the van um and i get back in and then esther starts trying to drive again but we can't so like then i get back yeah. out again and notice the wheels are like facing opposite directions oh, like outward my so like the pigs rolled under the van and destroyed everything underneath our <sighs> van and that's like a typical thing apparently we learned after the fact really yeah, yeah, like they destroy underneath the cars because yeah. they roll under. Oh my gosh. Um, and so then these like two sheriffs in cowboy hats like come up to us and they're like, Texas, right? You guys yeah. okay? Yeah. And we're like, We just hit pigs. And they're like, Yeah, we were just cleaning them up off the side of the road. And they like let us know they're wild because Esther thinks she's destroyed someone's herd of pigs. Yeah. And I'm like, Who let their pigs out? Uh, but um, then we just like look at each other so sad because we're like, so excited to be home yeah like, i haven't seen yeah, logan in a month yeah. we're ready to be back home yeah. like we've just like obviously we love tour but it's time to go home yeah yeah and we like we're stuck in texas 10 uh, hours away yeah. from home mm. it was actually more like a 14 hour drive or something because we'd already <clears throat> driven a few hours yeah and we we're still like 10 hours home so oh, we had to run around with a bunch of mechanics yeah. in the middle of nowhere yeah. but then finally like our insurance they were like it's gonna be stuck here like you're you're not going to be able to like leave today because right. it's so bad because it wrecked everything under yeah. the van. Um, but our insurance like got us a rental and we drove, we had to get all of our gear out of the van, put it in a minivan mm. and like drive that 10 hours. And then Logan had to drive, drive out. Yeah. 10, 10 hours back and then 10 hours back again. Uh-huh. So that 20 hours to get our actually 22. 11 hours because c- of where it ended yeah, up it got being. farther yeah. away because the new mechanic was farther yeah. away. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Esther was traumatized oh, by goodness. pigs. Uh, I never yeah. saw any pigs. So I'm kind of well, glad because I think it would have been I, traumatic. I, um, this I was hoping Esther would be here. Oh, um, so the this is for. Yeah. Oh uh, no! This is he, for. We have presents. You, what are these? You and Esther. What that one's for Esther? Okay. Should yeah. I let Esther open it? Yes, we'll see what it is okay. in this one, right? It, yeah, it's the same thing for both. So both we'll let Esther open yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. What have you done? <laughs> oh no. Oh, it's actually really cute. It, it's, it's, it's the pigs flying heaven that oh, you hit. No. Okay, wait, guys. I have to explain it to you. I've opened a package. It is beautifully wrapped with a green bow, which is one of our colors, because green and lavender are our colors for the album. And I open up a pair of lavender socks that are the perfect shade of lavender, and they also have flying pigs on them in clouds. Mm-hmm. So it looks like the pigs have gone to heaven. And oh my goodness, I can I we have to go see Esther tonight. That's amazing. She's not yeah. good. We'll probably we'll tell her not to listen to the podcast until we get it. Yeah, get we got some time. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. though. Yeah. Oh I, my goodness. How I, did you find these? Well, I tell you, I was um at first I was like, uh, you know, I was like it would be hilarious to like get them a little like a little purple pig plush, yeah, something you know, something yeah. you put like on your dash, you mm-hmm. know, when you're driving down the road. So there's oddly enough, there's really not a whole lot of purple pig plush dolls out there. Right. Things, you know? Yeah, so, we so, have a very specific brand. But you know that popped up, and I was like, yes, yes, there you go. Oh, yes. Esther and her pig. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, it's so sad to kill animals. It is, and it's like there's nothing you can do about it. It's kind of like that's just. 
It's, it's kind of a sick uh, joke, but I think it's cool. Yeah, the like, the like, te- the like sheriffs were like, "Welcome to Texas." Yeah, like, yeah. you hit pigs. That's just what happens. That's here. what happens in Texas. Uh, and yeah, and we and, have cowboy hats. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And the thing about pigs is like you're not. They're so low to the ground. You're not going to see them until you're close up in the night. Yeah. Like, it's just so sad. That was. So we had our van stuck in Texas, and it was very sad. And yeah. we had to get it, and then we had like another bill, but. It is what it is. Yep. The, the show must must go wrong. <laughs> so, but and our van's back you, now, yeah, and it drives the van's great. Back. And yeah. They fixed it. <clears throat> That's awesome. You made it home, and the tour was was great, and made a lot of friends, a lot of memories. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was yeah. so beautiful. I want to be back touring and hiking again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's honestly nice to have a little bit of a break, but once like it wears off, you're like, okay, send me back. Yeah. Yep. I can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. Um, I love the albums. Uh, I think they're great. I love uh, the songwriting. Everything about it sounds great. I'm so glad that you guys um, came down here to do this. Like, yeah. yeah, it's thank my you so much honor. For inviting yeah. Us. yeah. I, I really appreciate it. And I hope, you know, I, I stay busy with all kinds of stuff too, but um, I'm hoping whenever you guys have another show in Chattanooga, um, I'm gonna try to be there because I want to. Cool. I want to see you guys live. Yeah. So you know, yeah. and uh, and Esther and Esther. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, try. I, get Esther. Yeah, I should be there if it's Chattanooga. I think. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I. Uh, oh gosh, what was I gonna say? I don't remember, but um, I will definitely. I definitely want to see you guys live and in 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 all your full band glory. And uh, but seriously, thank you guys so much mm. for for doing this. I really do appreciate it. And. Honestly, love your music. It's great. I tell everybody about it. Aww. I'm spreading so the word. Yeah. Spread the word. The mailboxes, the, the purple mailboxes. people. Yeah, the purple people. They have music. <laughs> yeah, check them out on uh, Facebook and especially Instagram. That's where I love to to, to see your stuff and follow your stories and things. And yeah, I'm, we're most oh, active real there. Real quick, yeah. Was it today that you posted the the bicycle and skate? Uh, oh my gosh! I laughed so. so I was like, "That's it's is the best thing." If you guys those, have your faces when you went by the cameras, like it was, it was just oh my it was great. We we went. But Logan invited me biking, but then our friend didn't have a bike, and she was going to roller skate. And I just got new lavender yeah, roller skates yeah. because my friends are really into roller skating, and I wanted to try it, but I'm mm-hmm. not very good. And it was really hard, like, because we were, like, going over hills and stuff. And you got to get a lot of momentum on roller skates. It's not mm. like a bike. Right. So then I was like, Logan, let me hold on to you. Yeah. It, because, like, I had to go over this. It well, became the, her favorite and thing. And I was like, this is, like, how I always want to travel. Because it's, yeah. like, better than biking together because I'm actually getting to, like, hug you. Yeah. yeah. But then I'm on roller skates. And it's so fun. Oh, I laughed so hard when I saw bike. that. It was great. Yeah. So it's, like, and you, then your friend... And yeah. her baby with the with shoulder. Her, and the baby was looking too. It was like, oh. this is great. It's perfect. I paused it. I was like, there's no way they're both looking at the no, same direction. Were. I was like, it's awesome. It was great. That yeah. was great. We always like to share a little fun stuff on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love hopefully, it. we'll start being a little more active. It's been hard to like yeah. keep up with it, like working and mm. getting yeah. back into the rhythm of life. But yeah. we're. We We're have that there. art show coming up. Maybe we'll like yes. share as we prepare for that. Oh, for sure. We should definitely do that. And yeah. then just like, we hope to like, keep hiking more if we find the time we've definitely been doing shows every weekend and, yeah excellent um, yeah. all right well thank that's so it these, that, that was the mailboxes guys thank you guys so much for being here uh like i said check out the album check them out everywhere uh facebook instagram uh spotify apple music all that good stuff and um guys good luck to everything in the future thank, thank you so much you.
All right. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in.